Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on October 8th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. Today's show is brought to you by Forever Memoirs. Forever Memoirs tell stories, your story. We produce A&E biography-style films for individuals, families, nonprofits, and others, complete with interviews, photographs, drawings, paintings, music, and narration to create invaluable memoirs of the past and present for generations to enjoy. Your personal family history is more important than anything your children will ever see in a movie or on television. We provide you with a way to document your history for yourself, for your children, and their children forever. Forever Memoirs can provide a free consultation at 310-379-9822. Call now. Forever Memoirs will professionally interview your family and weave into that biography all the photos, keepsakes, mementos, paintings, archival film, and music that will aid in the telling of the story of that person's life and capture the laughter and the wisdom forever. Call us to discuss the possibilities at 310-379-9822 and have that conversation before life gets in the way again at 310-379-9822. Call now. I'm your host, Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of The South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie. How are you? I am doing very well, Joe. Very well. I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. I have some big plans. Yes, yes, yes. And uh I'm looking forward to this holiday season, Jackie. It's going to be it's going to be a good one, I think. <laughs> I hope you're right. It's going to be different, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, Joe. You know, we have all of these rules and regulations we're living under right now, but mm-hmm. people are finding ways around them. People mm-hmm. are working around them. You know, I, I mean, every, all, almost everybody I know has their kid in some sort of school, you know, not the traditional, mm-hmm. but some sort of school. People are finding alternative office space. You know, their offices are closed, mm-hmm. but they have to work, so they're they're working their way around that. Um, I think there's going to be there's already a lot more gathering going on than anybody will admit to. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 so, so this, this holiday season will probably be a little more intimate, but people will be with their family and friends this year. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with intimate because, you know, the, the virus is real, but I don't want to, uh, for one minute, moment, think that people aren't going to live life. Life goes on even during a pandemic, and uh, here we are. Um, you know, it can be good. It can be good. And there's lots and lots of things to do and lots and lots of things to listen to. Live music, something that we haven't had. Oh, oh. We have to get I, back to that I, somehow. That's that's what I miss the most. That is what I have missed yeah. the most because you know, somewhere in the South Bay, it's all about the outdoor music. You know, the concerts in Hermosa Beach. And there are concerts all right. over the place, all over the South Bay in the summer. You know, El Segundo has their concerts in the park. Redondo Beach has concerts on the pier two nights a week, Thursdays and Saturdays. Uh, up in PV in Lunata Bay, they do concerts. Uh, you, know, they're, uh, you know, last year, the Doc concerts, you know, the South Bay Jam right. on Thursday night right. uh, at the standing room. I mean, that by far is what I have missed the most. 
during this right. entire thing. That that right. is that's what that's what got me down the last seven <laughs> months is that we have not been able right. to listen to any live music. So, um, and who knows when that's going to come back? You know, uh, right. I, I'm hating this. You know, uh, because right. you know nobody wants to put a bunch of people in an area. You know, in an enclosed area. So uh, who knows when the big concert venues and arenas will get going again? I mean, I don't know why we can't have concerts on the beach or in the parks. You know, it's mm-hmm. outdoors. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is doing stuff outdoors. So, you know, uh, I, I'm really, uh, yeah. That was that. That's that's the thing that really hit me throughout this whole pandemic. Obviously, you know, besides the sickness and death and stuff. You know awful 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 but right. as far as your day-to-day right. living i mean I, I could live with using a different kind of toilet paper you know um i could live with mm-hmm. not leaving my house for a week time i could deal with all that but it was missing the music that that really bothered me the most but today we're getting back to it yeah okay yeah well uh jackie who's our guest today okay our guest this morning is singer megan Malawald. Best known as Meg, that's capital M, capital E, capital G, capital G. Now, South Bay born and raised recording artist Meg grew up with four brothers, one foot in the sand and the other covered in equal parts, Britney Spears and Rancid. She can't help but become your best friend and loves a good house party. Meg has opened for The Used at Musink. Uh, performed at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion as well as the Disney Concert Hall. She's appeared on NBC's The Voice and was one of five vocalists to come out of the first graduating class of USC's popular music performance program. With a voice that sounds like the love child of Pink and Bishop Briggs, you can't help but be captivated by the strength and grit of her vocals and her attention-commanding stage presence. Her feel-good, Hard-hitting music will have you driving way too fast. Scream singing at the top of your lungs with the windows rolled down on your way to the beach to get rowdy with your friends. Uh, uh, legendary Patricia, Patrice Russian said, keep your ears and eyes open to this powerful pop rock package. Now, Joe, the South Bay has bred oodles of talented musicians, several of whom we've had as right. guests on this show. And this morning, we'll learn Meg's backstory and listen to a few of her songs, including her beguiling new release, Summer in the South Bay. Welcome to the program, Meg. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat. Yes, Meg, you're going to have to get used to intros like that. That's kind of the the life of a musician doing interviews and interviews it's 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 about telling the story of who Meg is and what your musical influences are so that's something that we want to know is what what were you listening to when you were a kid but what what drove you to think music that's what I want to do ah well I guess I kind of came out of the womb screaming, apparently, and I never really shut up since that moment. Um, My (laughs) parents were really, really into music, live music. Um, So a lot of the restaurants we would go to as kids had live music. Um, And my parents just said they kind of knew from a young age because I would be on the stage with the band at 1.30 a.m. just dancing my butt off. Um, So Mm. I feel like... The stage has always been um, something that called to me, I guess you could say. But uh, I started Mm -hmm. doing musical theater when I was about eight years old. Um, Every Saturday morning, my parents would be blasting Queen or Guns N' Roses or Kiss. So we very musical family in the sense of we loved music. Um, But no one really played any instruments in my family, per se. Uh, My family, my mom got like, she wanted to have like the family band with the kids that all played together. And so she did like the drums and the guitar and the keyboard when we were kids. And I was really the only one that kind of stuck with it. Um, <laughs> started doing musical theater when I was eight up in PV up in Norris, uh, or I'm sorry, in Torrance at Met Metropolitan Theater Company. And then I moved to the Norris Negri Learning Center um, in Palos Verdes. And then, um, one of my teachers at St. Lawrence recommended I audition for an arts high school called the LA County High School for the Arts or LOXA. Um, 
so I auditioned and I got in and that was I think the turning point of like okay this is this is going to be something for real for real um wow so I majored in voice there and minored in musical theater um did opera for two years did vocal jazz for two years and um was planning on going to college for musical theater but um you know, the path kind of switched, as they do, and I was introduced to a brand new program at USC called the Popular Music Performance Program, and uh, it was the first year of its kind, so I ended up graciously getting into that program, but also USC's, or UCLA's musical theater program, so ultimately it was just kind of between a larger class with UCLA or a smaller class with USC. And I ended up going with smaller and yeah, diving into that, the whole pop music realm. Um, and then things. Wow. Well, now, now this was one of the first, you were one of the first graduating classes of USC's popular music performance program. How, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars did your parents pay to get you into that program? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. Let me tell you that. My student oh. loans are no joke. <laughs> but no one tells you that. No one tells you that when you go no. to college. <laughs> no, no. Um, oh, oh, I see. You did it the old fashioned way. You actually mm. got in on your grades and your skills. Well, that's amazing. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, uh, USC is known for many things, football, for for business, for for what? science, for, for, for many things. But you don't – oh, for film, of course. USC's film school is, is, is famous in Hollywood. But what about the popular music performance program? Tell us about that. So the Thornton School of Music – come to find out is actually in the top 1% of the world's music conservatories. Um, so that statistic alone kind of showed me if I wanted to be in music school, there was nowhere else to do it, but USC on top of the fact that my year was the, the very first entering class and graduating class of the program. So it was pretty exciting to be a part of something that was, you know, essentially debuting and still kind of growing. And we were definitely hamsters in, in, in attesting to for sure. <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what made it so fun and interesting is I feel like we were kind of learning the program at the same time that the faculty was. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention the faculty was filled with legends in, in the industry. Um, Lamont Dozier, who's like king of um, Motown, he pretty much created it and created all the stars from Motown and the writing. And so he was on the board. We had Indubu Chancellor who played drums for Michael Jackson. We had um, Patrice Russian, uh, one of the, the mm. most insane female music directors of all time, not to mention her, her own musician um, skills and her artistry and her own hits. Um, Steve Miller from the Steve Miller band. Um, it was just like a, a stacked crew. Uh, so that was really exciting. We got to speak with them on a daily basis, which was Meg, mm. uh, <laughs> so crazy. Meg, I wanted to ask you, I know that Herb, uh, Herb Albert has a school of music, but I don't know if it's at USC or UCLA. Was he at USC too, Herb Albert? I don't believe so. I don't believe it, it so. Must I UCLA. could be wrong. Yeah, it must have been UCLA then. Yeah, because I, yeah, he. I know he has a school of music. I don't know if it's named after him, but I know that he's one of the you know board members. But mm. Steve Miller, Steve Miller was supposed to play at Beach Life Festival this summer. Now I'm really upset. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, such a summer. That Beach Life Festival was stacked. That was yeah. yeah that yeah. was uh, that 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 was a fantastic three days. Uh, that it was it was an, it was amazing, um, and we we still don't know where that all stands now. But go ahead, let's continue, Joe. Let's keep on with mm. history. It's interesting. Well, this, yeah. this is a great trajectory. Now, so you graduated from uh, the first uh, graduating class of uh, the USC's popular music performance program, and then 
something happened. You got a call from NBC? Oh, yeah. So there were there were a few moments leading up to that. Um, I actually I totally forgot about this, which is so random, but awesome. Um, in high school, my mom, my parents ran a, a clothing manufacturing company. Um, and mm. in high school, I actually was a member of a pop girl group. Um, and my mom kind of joined, joined forces with our producer and we ended up each designing our own clothing line, um, that was sold in over, uh, 400 Westfield stores across the country. So that mm. was a really interesting, um, it kind of put us all on the map. We worked with, um, I don't know if you know the, the singer JoJo who did Leave Get Out, you know, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, we worked mm-hmm. with her producer. We worked with um, uh, Stevie Mackey, you know, now does all the, all the uh, vocal stuff for American Idol and The Voice and Jennifer Lopez and blah, blah, blah. But and I think that kind of put me on the map, I would say. Um, and then when we all went our separate ways, because we just realized that being in like a choreographed pop girl group wasn't really where individually we saw ourselves. Um, so then I went to college, mm-hmm. we all kind of did our own thing. And then in college recorded my first solo EP um, and then started doing those, those shows, you know, that, that you mentioned in the beginning. And I think possibly from that, um, I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I kept getting emails from the producers at, from NBC and I wasn't very interested in the show um, just because I've, you know, kind of felt like it was a karaoke contest and I felt like there was mm-hmm. a little bit more artistry that I had that was, you know, kind of missing from the show. And I had friends who had done it and had their qualms with it and blah, blah, blah. Anywho, when I graduated and, and, and got a, a call finally, and they're like, look, we've been emailing you. We, um, been following you. We really want to expand our audience into a more rock audience right now. We're heavily in the pop and indie singer songwriter world, but we're really looking to expand to the rock world. And we think that you would be the perfect person to do that. Um, and that's what caught me as I was like, you know, like I'm interested in being a part of something that is interested in growth and trying to branch outside of what they're already doing. Um, so we talked about, you know, um, doing a Led Zeppelin song or doing, um, uh, I, Guns N' Roses song. Like I just grew up listening to all that stuff. So it felt fitting. Um, but the Mm -hmm. interesting thing that they tell you about these shows is that they pick the audition material for you. They pick what you wear. They pick how you look. Um, so when you get on that stage and you sing a song and the judges have issues with your song choice and you just have to kind of stand there and take it, um, that was a very uh, interesting part of the whole experience um, was how, you know, mm. you, you spend a month quarantined in, in, a, in a hotel, um, no contact with anyone, um, you shoot scenes. They have you pretend to be the extras in, in the people that they're shooting that day when they're walking up the building, like, oh, here's my audition day. And it's very interesting how, like, cinematic it all was. Um, mm. you, you were in full hair and makeup, and everything was prepped and planned for you to pretend like you're walking up to the building to audition in, even though you don't audition for another three weeks. Um, you mm-hmm. had voice lessons with the, the vocal coach on set, and it was just a whole a whole darn production. Wow, that that's really interesting. I've never heard that. Be- I mean, I don't. I, I've never heard of that before, and I, I don't watch the, that show or the other ones. Uh, uh, it, it, as you said, it does seem a little poppy to me. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily mm-hmm. my my cup. But that's very interesting. That's very mm-hmm. interesting that mm-hmm. it's so produced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is so produced, and and. I would say after leaving the show, it, it's it's almost and I don't know I'm I, I don't know anything about the industry, but you would think like you would want it to be about the artists, and it just kind of felt like a popularity contest with the judges. You know, it was like I've mm-hmm. always struggled mm-hmm. to to wonder why like the artists that win the show don't really go on to do big things the way that you know, Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood and Clay Aiken and all of those people that came mm-hmm. from American Idol. Um, and you, it mm-hmm. makes you wonder why. Um, and I think that the emphasis mm-hmm. 
isn't really on artistry in the sense that you don't get to choose your song, you don't choose your outfits, and and um, there's it's a, not you. There's a whole it's right. It's right. not you. It, so it, guess, it, 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 it's 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 like a a a, a, a I, I, I Stark. It's not you. My right. my and reference. My reference to Game of Thrones, it's not you. It's not who I am. It's not you. (laughs) Right. And I found it to be be interesting because I think that the producers really thought it was going to happen for me. So we were already planning um, the hometown visits and and this and that. And um, when we we were Mm -hmm. on the show and the judges didn't turn around, it was kind of one of those things that it was like, we're probably not allowed to cuss on the show, so insert your favorite expletive. But it was just kind of like, whoa, like, and the judges were like, you know, this song, and the song choice was off, and, um, you know, I, I really wished I got to hear a different side of your voice, and I was heartbroken, but the producers mm-hmm. were heartbroken as well, and were like, come back again, let's, you know, let's pick a different song that caters to what the judges want, so I did that, and against my yeah. own will, or not against my own will, against my better judgment, I should say, um, went with something softer, only to get turned down a second time to be told that they missed my punky side. <laughs> so I was like, oh, boy. All right, I can't win with you <laughs> Well, no. So oh, no, you know something? You, you know what that means, needed. Meg? You know what that mean, means, Meg, is they can't put you in a box. You know, all that packaging, right. all that production, they want to put you in a box. They want to fit you into a specific box. And that's not you. Right. It's not exactly. you. So, so yeah, and I'm glad that you realized that. I'm glad that you realized that that yeah, that's not that's not the track you want to take. No, that that's yeah, we don't need that. I mean, I <laughs> I, I love to try everything once. I'm very open-minded in that sense. Like, I like to I like to see what's out there. I like to grab opportunities when they arise and kind of just go all in. So, you know, it, I think that it was I think it was a twofold learning experience. One, it crushed sure. me in the way that. Um, of what other people thought, not, not what they were going to think of the show, but I put so much emphasis on the judges to kind of um, justify me, but kind of, um, I I don't, I don't know, I guess the phrase I'm looking for is kind of, I think I was looking for that kind of approval, that nod of approval. Um, Right. And so that was really hard to kind of the learning experience there was like, you know, F, F what anyone else thinks is I have to believe in, in what I'm putting out and in myself so much that my idol, Gwen Stefani, could not be into it and that can't bother me. And I think the second point yeah. was, um, you know, kind of like kind of like what you were saying, Jackie, is like, I'm, I don't want to be put in a box. I grew up listening to mm-hmm. Bubblegum, Britney Spears, and Spice Girls, and then Avenged Sevenfold, and Rancid, and The Disturbed, and Corn and and then Sublime, and then Peter Gabriel, and then musical theater. So I struggled with that a lot growing up. And I think the voice really kind of screwed with my head in the sense where I was like, crap, I don't know that I can be all these things. Um, how, old, how, how old were you? How, how old were you when you went on that, when that happened, when you had that experience? How old were you? Mm. Well, I did American Idol when I was 16, LOL to that. And then when I did The Voice, I was 22. I want to say twenty two, twenty three. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that experience will mess will definitely mess with your head. But I just want to go back to what you you had we had start you had started saying right at the top of the show about your family growing up in your household about everybody they they played music all the time. I had the exact same experience. None mm. of us played. None of us played instruments. Um, some of us had a halfway decent voice. Um, not me. But I, it doesn't stop me from from singing at the top of my lungs. But I think that is, mm-hmm. I think that is such an influence on any young person. Granted, my parents' music was substantially older than what you grew up with. But you know, I mm-hmm. I, I gained a, a great respect and education. You know, from from music from several. You know, let's say the last century. Okay, but I had an older sister, mm-hmm. and she was the one. That introduced me to Motown, the girl bands, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, you know, and everything in between. So I had a very broad ranging musical, you know, education. And I just I think Mm -hmm. it is so important. Um, I I think it helps you on every level. And even 
the experts and scientists and uh, doctors and stuff, there's a correlation between music and and, and other skill sets like math um, and, mm. and language. And they, I guess it all uses the same part of the brain or whatever. So having is that music, true? Wow! It, it, it is. It is absolutely true. Math absolutely. and music, absolutely. And la- yeah. and la- and language, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so my best subjects. That's why I'm just like blown away by that. Well, there you go. There's your proof right there. Wow. There's your proof. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's, it's so interesting. And I, and I just, I just have to, I just have to tell you a quick little story. Last summer, we, we were down at the gas dock concerts, uh, down at the Portofino gas dock for one of the concerts. And I had a whole crew of friends that I went with last year. And one of our friends, they have a young daughter. I guess she's about 10 now. Uh, But she, she came every place with us. We went when we go into bars to listen to music. She was with us. We, I remember her as an infant sleeping in a in a booth in a bar. Um, but <laughs> her dad, you know, brought her up. You know, from the time she was an infant, every time they got in the car, he would put on Motown or he would, you know, he just played all different types of music. Anyway, we were down there one weekend. She came with one of her little girlfriends. They're about eight years old. And when I showed up and she came running up to me, she said, Jackie, let's dance. I said, okay. So we got up and we were dancing and her friend was like, no, no, I don't want to dance. I don't want to. And she was pulling her arm and she was like, no, I don't want to dance. And she was like, come on, we're going to dance. We're going to dance. So this girl reluctantly got up and danced with us. And within seconds, I, 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 afterwards, I went over to my friend, the little girl's father. And I said, I said, I said, her friend has no sense of rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> the kid had the kid could, had no rhythm whatsoever, and he said, "I know." He said, "They don't listen to music in their house." Wow! They're, they're mm. neighbors. Their neighbors. The kids hung out, and he said, "Yeah, they don't listen to music." He said, "I had, I had, I don't want to mention names." He said, "I had my daughter listening to everything, she, you know, and, and she and she has a good musical history, so it makes a world of difference in, on a lot of levels." Yeah, wow. the musical. And I mm-hmm. love, I love mm-hmm. that. Listen, um, Joe, let's. Yeah. Do a quick station break, and then I want to get to a song. We only have two songs, but I want to get to a song, but let's do the station break first. Sure, let's do the station break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the South Bay Show. We bring this hyper-local podcast to you every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Thursdays, it's a South Bay Spotlight. Of course, we spotlight uh, something special in the South Bay, from El Segundo to uh, Palos Verdes, from the water to uh, Torrance. In the South Bay, there are so many wonderful things. We bring those to you, government, business, music, uh, every Thursday morning. And then every Friday morning, we bring all those same elements to you, but with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach and the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, because on Friday we're proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. So please join us on your favorite smart speaker, uh, Alexa, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, all of the Siri. smart speakers. Siri, Google. Google. Siri. <laughs> play. Yeah. Well, uh, play the South Bay Show, hey, Siri. Siri play, the, play the South Bay Show. Do it. So now – Let's hear some music. What what yes. are we going to play um, first, Jackie? Well, let's play Shamu first. Let's play Shamu first, mm. and, and before we get to it, I, I want to get a little background on that, Meg. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you you want to do that now before we play it? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um. Oh man, I love Shamu so much. Um. I basically. Well, that, that, okay, Shimu is a suburban. I don't even know where to start. Um, Shimu is a suburban that I grew up with. We, my family and I um, got him a new suburban, my dad a new suburban for Christmas um, in 2002. And um, he uh, unexpectedly passed away in November of 2003. And after that happened, um, obviously the grieving process as a kid was, was dark and upsetting and tragic and all of those things. Um, but when I, when I got my license, um, my mom, my mom was so grateful to be like, you know, I think that we should pass on your dad's suburban to you. I know how much 
you cherished your time with him and that thing. And I know how much you loved it. Um, so it really became my saving grace ultimately to kind of deal with my grief and have some sort of, um, uh, some individualism and an opportunity for me to really let go and be myself. Um, I would just drive around in that thing and, and blast as much metal as I possibly could to, tr- to try and get through how I was feeling. Or if I was um, in a good mood, I would be blasting, you know, the Britney pop, the Spice Girl stuff. And um, it just kind of became that safe space for me to figure out who I was and to kind of escape from all the crap I was going through and, and what I was dealing with at that time. Um, it, it, it ended up oddly enough becoming that same kind of haven for my friends as well. You know, if anyone was having a shit day, it was like, well, let's just hop in Shamu and drive around and play music and kind of flip off the world and, and all of our issues in it essentially. Um, and it, it was an outlet. Day, it was now. It was, it was a an outlet total for you. outlet. Yeah. Total outlet. You know, I could scream wow. at the top of my lungs. I could scream at the sky. I could sing my heart out. I could cry. I could laugh. I could speed. I could pull over. I could go to the beach and be with, with him in spirit. I could, you know, I could. I felt invincible in that thing. and um, I felt closer to him. I felt really close to him when I drove it. So I think it kind of also brought this sense of... Um, of uh, be, being in touch with him, you know. So uh, I was having kind of an off day at the studio and, you know, student debts and responsibilities and blah, blah, blah. I was just getting down about the fact that I had to be a functioning, responsible adult in the world and I couldn't just be 16 years old anymore doing what I wanted, ditching school and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, yep. And so it just kind of, uh, my producer, Matias Mora, he kind of came up with that guitar line kind of, uh, we, we've been making music together for 10 years, so I, I tell him how I'm feeling, and he usually nails it right away with, with some instrumentation. And then the chorus kind of came, just, hey, you, I'm talking to you, you know, get get the F in my car, and I'm sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this or not, so I'm really, really doing sure this. <laughs> we are. We don't, have um, to, we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about the FCC. We're cool. Oh, okay, great. Okay, great. Um, and, and it just kind of honestly the song just turned into the ultimate release you know there's something Mm -hmm. about um about bringing community to grief and to escapism and all of those things it was like hey you you're having a shitty day like get in my car we'll drive around we'll flip off the world and we'll deal with it together um you know there's that line like i've got tinted windows that can get ugly it was just like you never knew what you were going to get we were either going to be blaring music dancing around, singing, having a great old time, or we were going to be listening to some sad shit, crying our eyes out and, you know, pulling off to watch the sunset and be all emo about it. It was just like everyone loved that suburban. We could pile in and be ourselves and kind of deal with whatever shit we were going through. And it was very therapeutic. Um, <laughs> and well, so I'm I think, looking you forward. Know, you wanted to... I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to yeah, hear yeah. it. I want to. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Joe. I'm ready. The ultimate suburban, Shamu. <laughs> she got an ass like a monster. She guzzles gas like a monster. She doesn't care if you wake up late, if you over ate last night. I get in trouble, so I talk to her. We in the bubble, so I rock with her. She doesn't if you smell like it, oh well Talk to me. 
Oh, wow. I love that. I love that attitude. Yeah. Are you hearing attitude, Joe? Yeah, there's a little attitude there. Yeah. A little attitude. I love <laughs> it. And by the way, a little bit, a little bit, I got a little bit of Alanis Morissette out of that. Oh, my yeah. God. You're going to make yeah. me cry. I love her. What a huge inspiration yeah. to my family being. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, definitely, okay. there was definitely some Alanis Morissette influence there. Yeah, yeah, there were there were some wonderful things, and I, I, what, what, what strikes me though, uh, just as a comment, is to say, Meg, that is well produced. Your producer did a, an amazing job. Oh yeah, he's insane. He's he's um he's absolutely insane. I mean, everyone that came out of that that program is just like next level. It was so fun to create that song with him. Wow. I'm glad we that got the backstory really, first. Yeah. That it really yeah. 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 yeah you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love that well one. well speaking of speaking of uh Alanis Morissette, um you mentioned several several musicians and bands earlier, but are there any influences for you that really stand out? Hmm. I would say like early no doubt Tragic Kingdom big time. Um, Jagged Little Pill Lance Marset for sure. Um mm-hmm. there's this band called the Distillers that um I didn't end up getting getting into until later in life, but really, really influenced kind of figuring out who I was, you know, and, and um and sonically where I wanted to go. So it's uh it's it's a very big mixture of like all the heavy, heavy stuff I grew up listening to with that pop feel that I grew up listening to, but then throwing in some real vocals, you know, finding a way to um, write for my voice and being able to showcase that while still making pop music that, like you said, Jackie, doesn't really fit into a box. It's it's gritty, um, it's real, it's, uh, you know, it, it's honest, and... It's just kind of all over the place, like myself. So it really, it really works. <laughs> no, it, it works. It absolutely works. It 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 was. I, I thought it was terrific. And anytime you can get the get the term South Bay in there, you know, figure out a way to get that in the lyrics. That works for me. Oh my God, Jackie, you wouldn't even believe. Like, even though I went to school probably thirty minutes away from home, I was. I was back in the South Bay two, three times a week and just by the droves, like everyone at school was so intrigued by, by the sounds of uh, Redondo Beach and where I grew up and they all wanted to see it and experience it. And um, once we went down a few times, it, it was just constant. It was like, yo, let's take Shamu down to the South Bay. Like, let's, let's go to Chicken Maison. Let's get Sammy's breakfast burrito. Like, don't give it away. Don't give it away. No, we, we, get, we have to... <laughs> We haven't gotten to that song yet, so don't give it away. I, and I have to tell you, the next song we're going to play, I I love it. I've been listening to it every mm. day uh, since I got the video. Um, it's fantastic. But that 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 we're, we're not rushing it yet. The other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, your description. You know, uh, uh, before we played the song and then listening to the song, I got to tell you something. That sounds like a pretty darn good, you know, not childhood, young adult life that you had there you know i mean mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to have a suburban that you could drive around with in your friends at the beach you know i mean oh. does, it, does it get any better than that no it doesn't it, it like it does not and i i drive my little Toyota matrix now and i just dream of being back in in the z you just mm-hmm. feel like you're like in a tractor on the road like you're just like on top of the world like Beautiful life, Jackie. Absolutely beautiful life. Yes, I get that. I totally get that. Even with the tragedy, yeah, I know. I mm-hmm. I, I completely get that. Uh, yeah, that's 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 not a bad setup. Not a bad setup at all. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, me too. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, now we have a little bit of time. Well, we might we might as well because I want to talk about it afterwards. But uh, you hmm. sent me the the video for um, I, well I saw a couple of videos for Summer in the South Bay which is the next song we're going to listen to, 
Um, one of them was a, a casual thing. You were sitting on a front porch with a couple of musicians playing it, and then there was an actual video uh, uh, that was that was put together uh, for the song. For um, you know, I, I not is it airplay? Yeah, yes, airplay. The way I like, I like the way. <laughs> the, you know the the videos. I grew. I was uh, okay. My neighborhood where I grew up was the first one of the first. I think it was the first neighborhood to get MTV and uh, mm. cable for that matter. Cable for that matter. It was late seventy nine, early eighty, and MTV had just started. And I, my neighborhood where I, li- I lived in New York City, we we were the first one. It's interesting because uh, there were cable wars in, in in New York City, and like my sister, I had a sister that lived in Brooklyn. She didn't she didn't she didn't ha- have MTV for ten years after we got it. Wow. There there were there were whole big swaths of the country that didn't get it for years and years, but I did, and videos just it was when I say it was like heroin. I'm not exaggerating. I would I would go to work after work on Friday because I think I think I was like the only person I was in a big office. I was like the only person that lived in the city, and we'd go out after mm. after work on Friday night, and then half a dozen people from work would sleep over my house, and we'd get up Saturday morning, and we'd lay all over the living room on the floor on the couches and watch MTV for eight hours straight. That's, that's how addictive that's that how addictive so it was. That's how addictive. I, it was. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was not like anything we've ever had ever experienced. And the artists, you know, it's one thing to listen to a song on the radio or a record or whatever, but to see the story that the artist puts out there visually is is a completely different experience. And I I loved what you did with with the what would you call it um I, i'm sorry i don't know the nomenclature uh the professional like the, like video the, yes yes so so essentially like it, it typically it's called a music video right but we kind of wanted to because i completely agree with you i mtv was everything to me um especially the music videos because a you got to kind of see the artists in action so it made you feel like you understood them and they got to tell their story, which kind of brought a whole new meaning as well as like visual representation to the song. Um, so that was really important to us when this idea came to be. Um, but I think more importantly, the music videos that always capt- captivated me or really, you know, kind of stuck with me were the ones that told a story. Um, you know, how many times do music play the song through and you're like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Or like someone just dances around and, and something sexy and, you know, you're just like, okay, cool. Like I don't really understand the song anymore, but like, I guess that was hot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we really wanted it to be like, we wanted there to be a story. And um, Cameron Bennett from Clear Sky Creations and I are just so happy that it kind of turned into like a short film almost um, mm-hmm. like an integrated short film music video with, with the scenes. And, um, you know, I don't know if you want me to go into the whole music video and how that came to be. Um, but, you well, know, I well, well, uh, no, you're absolutely right. By the way, I just want to let you know at the very beginning of MTV, all they did was music videos. It was just one music mm-hmm. video after another. They, they, they didn't have any of the other, programming that they did you know they had none of that it was just 24 hours you know uh, straight of music videos and you're right some of them were just like like the metal bands it was basically just them playing on a stage and then you had people Mm -hmm. like janet jackson who had the whole choreograph thing you know and then there was Mm -hmm. duran duran who would tell stories you know there would be characters in their videos Right. Um, right. And then, of course, Michael Jackson came along and blew the whole thing out of the water with with Thriller, uh, which was, again, I must have watched that video 15 times a day uh, because it was just so right. amazing. <laughs> that makes me very happy. I got well, it. Well, well, no, I'm curious. When did, well, Joe and Meg, when did you first get MTV? Do you remember when you first were able to watch MTV in your house? Do, you, do either of you remember? 
Joe? Anybody? I can't tell when it was, but it was when it first came out. I think the first time that uh, MTV was available in our area, I was watching it all the time. Uh, and I loved it. And it was, it was, it was our life. We were kids and that was it. MTV was it. But you don't, you don't remember, what, you don't remember what year, you don't remember what year it was. Meg, do you remember what remember year you started it. watching it? I don't remember what year per se. I just remember it was channel 23 and um, <laughs> I couldn't watch a lot of it. Like that was when the shows were on like the very risque shows. I couldn't watch like the shows, uh-huh. but I loved TRL because you got to see yeah. the artists that you loved it, be interviewed and then perform live. Like my favorite things were, like you said, Jackie, the music videos um, and then TRL. And in fact, like I was the girl that bought music videos because I was so obsessed with ones that made you feel something and told stories. So I had a yep. whole iTunes full of just like purchasing music videos like a weirdo, like I really have always loved that concept. So it was such a such a dream come yeah. true to work with my community on this song about my community. And, oh, God, it's just out of my mind of how it all came out, really. Truly just honored right, by well, the, the support. I, I, want, I, want, I want to play this. I Actually, I don't want to hear the backstory yet because mm. I think the song tells the story. Um, okay. If that's okay with you. If that's okay with you. Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. So Joe, Joe, let's let's get into it. What are we going to hear now? We are going to hear Summer in the South Bay. Here we go. Summer's in the South Bay. Summer's in the summer's in the South Bay. It's a beautiful day and I'm stuck inside. I can't lie thinking about those times. When it was easier, when it was easier Handy feet on the street, only eyes wanna eat Stop it, I'll be Jays, we can grab a special seat Feel the sun, never ends, can't get bored with your friends Meet me at the stairs, right on Avenue Summer in the South Bay 
I love that. I love that. I, I, it, it. This is Meg. This is. I think this should be our new South Bay anthem. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree, Jackie. <laughs> I love that. It's, and and, and, and I want Forever. you. You need to. You need to. I don't know. What do you call the parts of the song between the chorus? What do you, What do you What do you call the sections of song between chorus? Um, well, there's the verse. That's kind of where it starts, and then it goes into a pre-chorus, and then there's the chorus. Okay, you got to do more verse. You got to add more verse to that song because I loved hearing about LBJs and Fannies and Avenue C, and there's so much more. There's so much more you can add to that. I love this song, Joe. Joe, what do you think? Our new South Bay, our new South Bay anthem. I, I think your your musical uh, sort of production and uh, your 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 artistry is uh, is getting there. Meg, I think you're you're gonna break out soon, and that's wonderful. And we're so glad to be a part of uh, that, and to be um, to know you win. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, feels, Joe is always te- Joe, write. Joe, Joe is so technical. He's very technical. I get I'm the emotional yeah. one. I like he's you. very tech. <laughs> he gets he's, he's into the tech thing. He's a tech head. But um, I, a little a little I, I'm hearing a little reggae influence in that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love reggae with Pepper, Sublime, Slightly Stupid, Iration, Revolution, Pacific Dub. I love, I love reggae. Can't get enough of it. No, it's it just has it's such a it, the song has a great vibe, you know. And it's like oh, good. while good. I, while I was listening to it, I was like walking along the Esplanade. You know, I'm imagining myself on the beach, you know, hanging with my friends. It it, it I think it just. I think you just captured it. You captured it. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, although we have had, um, oh. although, although this summer has been pretty shitty, but, uh, but I know no, you, it was kind of one of those like remembering songs, you know, where you're yes, like, yes, oh, yes, like, oh. yes. Well, thank thank you for that because that right now that's all we have are memories. <laughs> We're not making any new ones at the moment. Uh, but yeah, right. I felt mm-hmm. I feel that song just captures. The essence of what it is to be in the South Bay in the summer, absolutely. Oh, I'm glad absolutely. to hear that. I'm really glad to hear I, that. I, I love it. I was I was playing it the other two days ago, um, and and my husband wa- was walked in the office and he was like, "What's that?" I said, "This is a local young artist we're going to have on the show." He's like, "Oh, sounds good." I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, all right." <laughs> the husband is I love it. Yeah. Seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, That's... we actually that that was kind of a, one of those things that I really wanted to get the community involved when it came time for promotion. Um, and so my manager and I just kind of put our heads together, and we, I came up with this idea of doing like a sponsored community T-shirt. So I reached out to some of my favorite South Bay local businesses to see if they wanted to be on board as a sponsor for the merchandise line in exchange for um, having their logos on the back of all the merchandise is, you know, a, a way to celebrate our community. And um, I had eight, eight companies sign on, Good Stuff, Mickey's Deli, Paul's Photo, Create a Photo Academy, New Performance Nutrition, South Bay Transportation, uh, by Cita Foundation, La Cienega Vineyard. Um, I think I got it all. Uh, good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, yes. yes. I said it actually was in the music video. He plays the cranky That's right. <laughs> That's right, Joe. Joe, you heard the song, but you got to go to YouTube, and I, I put a link for it, by the way, in, in my weekend guide, in today's weekend guide. Uh, Joe, you got to go watch the video. Okay. It's it's like a little mini movie, and um, you might recocognize uh, the cranky customer uh, that's featured in it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, listen, we only have a few minutes left, and um, obviously not now, but do you play locally? Never mind COVID. I meant before COVID. Do you, do you play yeah. at any of the local music venues? Yeah. Um, I used to play a lot in Hermosa, you know, at Waterman's, and there was this, this venue called Studio for a while. Um, mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. at the pier. It's gone now, but we played there a ton. St. Rock a ton. Um, 
and then, you know, do like private stuff all over the South Bay and um, all around LA as well. But yes, absolutely. Constantly playing down there. I can't wait did you, to did, play more. Did you, did you, did you um, play the jam on a Thursday or the, the Sunday at a, the standing room? No, uh-uh. I've only played the standing room as um, a supporting um, vocalist, someone else's band. But no, haven't haven't done that. Yeah, no, the South Bay we'll Jam. I, Joe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you ever got to that, Joe, but that Thursday night South Bay Jam mm-hmm. uh, it was fantastic. And they're doing it virtually online now. As a matter of fact, I think there's oh, wow. one tonight. I think there's one tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's again, it's in my weekend guide. I can't remember all the details. Once it goes down on paper, it goes out of my head. So, um, right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's still there's still music in the South Bay. You know, there's still music in the South Bay. And, and Megan, uh, you know, once we're past all this, um, I, I, you know, I'm surprised. I, I probably have seen you play someplace. I, I, I oh, can't imagine that I. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that I haven't seen you play some. I, I must have seen you. So I'm just looking forward for all of this stuff to be get past all of this and and uh, get some get some live music again. Um, did you by any oh, chance? I can't wait. Did you by any chance get out to the harbor for the sandbar cruises this summer? There were there were just a couple of them. Um, no, uh, my, my my friend Moy with Tomorrow's Bounty. He um, was telling me about some of the shows they were doing, but I didn't wasn't able to get down there. Did you make it your yeah. way out there? Yeah, yeah, we borrowed some friends' kayaks too. We we saw we saw uh, Brett George has been oh, wow. has been playing on the roof of a boat, <laughs> um, and, oh and it, it was really amazing. And I'm, actually, I was trying to find out if there was going to be one this weekend, but you know what I heard is happening this weekend. Uh, Sammy Hagar is playing out at Catalina Two Harbors. He's doing oh, his wow. um, he's doing his birthday bash, which he normally does at Cabo Wabo, uh, and this year for whatever reason he's doing it up at, at Catalina Two Harbors. They're they're filming it today. He's playing today and they're filming it, and then there there's going to be you know you can you can do a pay per view, uh, in a week or two or something. But uh, I think I threw that in my weekend guide too. So if anybody has a boat and they have time to get over to Catalina today, Sammy Hagar is going to be playing, and I'm sure he's going to do. A huge tribute to uh, to uh, Eddie Van Halen, whom oh, just uh, passed a couple of days ago, which is so sad. And Meg, I could talk to you for years about music, but unfortunately, <laughs> we only have an hour, so so we have to go. So Joe, we need to wrap it up. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for joining. Uh, Meg, uh, it's wonderful to have you, Megan Mahawald. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. What an honor. Uh, we are, we are, we are who we, we surround ourselves with and we're, we're, we're really appreciative to have you on the show. Uh, hopefully this will be uh, just one of those little dots along your journey uh, and uh, we we can't wait to see where it goes. Thank you so much, uh, Jackie. Thank you. One another, one one more uh, sort of uh, uh, great singer, great music from the South Bay among many greats. Uh, can't wait. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Jeff. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody.